This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Wing looks up, and it's 20 for Florida. Six homers in one College World Series game. They went on to win 24 to 4. I think this tournament <laughs> is awesome. Oh, it's been a lot of fun, man. Even, obviously, outside of these past two games, just the tournament itself has been a lot of drama, a lot of oh. back and forth, you know, some upsets here and there. Great games. Yes. That's uh, Gators, LSU, tied at 1-1. First game was amazing, too. That was extra innings. LSU won that one. I think it was 4-3. I watched that whole thing. It was really? great. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, and tonight, deciding game. Gators might wrap it up, or it could be LSU. 7 o'clock tonight, ESPN's got the game. It's just a, It's just great sports. It is. I, I hope that uh, the Gators didn't, you know, kind of exhaust all of their runs last night. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but to think when I was watching, guys, save some for tomorrow. You still have one more game. I always think that as a sports team. I know. I'm, I, I actually get to the point when whenever your team's winning in a blowout, I think, save some. Right. Because you know how it goes. It may be like blank tonight. Who knows? How many times have we seen it? You it, and I have watched a lot of sports in our oh lives. Oh, my God. Especially in baseball. Right. It's just so fluky. They, I mean, they really do, like, run out. It's true, I'm telling you. But now, hopefully, you know, if you're a Gators fan, I'm not saying it's going to happen tonight. I would love to see them win. I would. I'm not a Gators fan. I'm, you guys know Miami Hurricanes all the way. But it would great to it would, would be great to see a Florida team get a championship. Yeah, and get it done. Yeah, exactly. So many have come close this year. I mean, you think about it. I forgot it. about FAU earlier this year. Right. Going back to the you know right. the NCAA tournament in March, FAU Miami both mm-hmm. make the Final Four, couldn't you know get to the end, and then you have Florida Panthers Miami Heat both get to the finals, they couldn't win the championships, and now here you have the Florida Gators. And it's like you're one game away. Can we please get a Florida team to just cross the finish line? They might. They might do Come it. On. I don't know. I guess the ratings for this have been great, too, oh, because good. it's been so compelling. And they're two huge schools. It's been fun to watch. I guess they're mostly football uh, athletes, uh, alums of these schools. A lot of them pro athletes now. So into this. Oh, it's a trash talking like it's, uh, you know, the national championship game or something. That's why, see, to me, not to spend so much time on this. I know we're going to get to other things, but, I mean, it's sports. It's fun. No, let's do that. <laughs> you know what? Let's do all of Monday, just baseball. Good. Not I'm, even just sports. Let's just do baseball. I'm in. Yuri Perez pitched great for the Marlins last night. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, when it comes to college sports, I've always found it more, I don't know if entertaining is the right word, but just I've always been able to get into it more than pro because there's just that level of passion in college sports and bragging mm-hmm. rights that you don't really see in the pros. For instance, these guys, you know, pro athletes who went to LSU, who went to Florida. Right. And there's bragging rights on the line, and they're all into it. They're at the games, trash-talking each other, because that's your school. And a lot of these guys, this is the, the, the highlight of their sports life. It's not going to get any bigger from this. A lot of these guys won't go to the majors. Well, you got that you know? feeling, too, watching this. A lot yeah. of these guys were just living the dream. This may be it this, for them. This is this is it for a good percentage of these guys. You know, some might make it. Some might play in the minors for 10 years. But this is going to be the highlight of their career for a lot of these guys. Could be tonight. 7 o'clock, check it out. It's been great baseball. Let's uh, go. ESPN, right? Yeah, yeah. got the game. In the meantime, oh, what a Sunday down at the Port Miami. Oof. 
11-hour delay affecting 31,000 passengers. There was an early morning collision between a vessel and a ferry. Sadly killed one person, but that screwed up things. Arrivals and departures for people trying to get on Norwegian Escape, Carnival Celebration, MSC Seascape. This lady, our news partner, Channel 5 tracked down. Uh, her name is Susan Green. She talked about the whole ordeal. It just went on hour after hour after hour after hour. So we, as the passengers, had no idea if we were getting off in an hour, 30 minutes, five oh. hours, a day. We had no oh. idea. And that's, I think most people, and you saw them all waiting in line, most of them outside. Yeah. In the heat for that long. Oh. And I guess the people no on the boats trying to disembark, but that, you know, because they have to do that quick turnaround at a port, which is an amazing operation, but yeah. that was a complete nightmare because of this. How, what happens to, you know, for the person who died, for their family and everything like that? What, how does that even happen where... I don't know. You, you have a vessel run into a ferry like that. You, does that normally happen? I don't remember hearing about things like this very often. I think it's very rare. I don't know how that happened, but uh, instead of arriving at 7 a.m., the ships came into the port about 4.30. Oh. The new passengers, which I think the lady we just heard from was trying to do, I think, she, uh, they were supposed to depart close to midnight instead of, they departed close to midnight instead of around 5 p.m. Oh, wow. So it cuts into your cruise, too. Sure. Not, not for nothing, but I mean, it's going to be plenty of angry people. And you don't get any type of refund on that, right? I mean, there's all those liability things that you sign when you buy the tickets. I think so. Act of God clause and all that type of stuff. They get thrown a free drink ticket or something, Yeah, something. Come on. I don't know. That was brutal. All right. In the swampy swamp, President Trump had a big speech over the weekend. A couple of them actually had a rally and then a big speech at the the Lincoln Luncheon. And war was on people's minds after what happened in Moscow over the weekend. Here's what he said. I was the first president in 70 years who didn't start a war. I didn't start a war. Beautiful Hillary. She's a beautiful woman. (laughs) She said he is going to start a war. Listen to him, his personality. I said, no, my personality will stop a war. Tell me he's wrong. You uh-huh. may be the worst Trump hater in all of Earth. You may have the worst case of Trump derangement syndrome ever, but tell me that's not a fact. It's a fact. And you can't refute it. Now, if you're, you know, Trump hater or you suffer from a major case of TDS, then you're going to have some type of retort and say, well, at least Joe Biden is nice to people. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. But it's true. Look, the proof is in the pudding. He was president for four years. That's exactly right. And we didn't have any new wars. In fact, he kept us out of war with North Korea, with Russia. He kept Russia out of Ukraine during his presidency. I don't think we're dealing with any of this right now if he was still in there. I just don't. We I, I don't believe that. We were strong-arming China. Mm. I mean, you, you it was all there. You can't refute the, those facts. Whether or not you follow the coup... Or the coup that wasn't over the weekend, you know, in, in Mo- heading to Moscow with the Wagner troops. Don't you just get the feeling that both sides in this conflict, including us, actually, are waiting for whoever our next president's going to be to see how it goes? Trump said it again. He said it again over the weekend twice. Day one, this stops when I'm back in. Yep, the sheriff is back in town, if that's the case. It would, because... You know, everyone says, oh, yeah, sure, Trump is going to go in there. He's so, some type of diplomatic genius. No, but here's the thing. Putin and Zelensky know Trump from dealing with him before, and they know that it's not going to stand if he's president. He's gonna, you know, the money the, uh, is going to run dry real quick for old Zelensky there. His uh, right. wife's shopping sprees are going to all of a sudden <laughs> stop. So, just say, you know, they know. They both know that if he was president, 
this wouldn't be happening. That's why Putin did it when, when Biden's president. Come on. Believable. It would stop. Closer to home. How about this? This is Powerball. 440 million bucks now rolled over again over the weekend. Sure did. Whew. It's so funny because I don't, you know, go online and look for it and look up, hey, did anybody win? I do. I, it's like my little thrill in the morning. I mm-hmm. like to be surprised as I come around that the bend on 95 yeah. and 45th Street and I see the billboard and I say, oh, there it is, 440-something million for the Powerball, and still no one's hit Mega Million. See, I passed the Lake Worth one, and sometimes yeah. a truck in the way, so we have to go look and see what it is, and then I'm like, all right, which was which? i got to remember. Try to drive. What's going on? <laughs> hey, come on, get out of the way. If you missed this tonight, uh, tomorrow night's Mega Millions, by the way, no joke, that's at 343, so good luck. I know Jen's buying those tickets right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jen will be back uh, tomorrow, I think it is. There's Dina on Bill, the South Florida Morning Show. Speaking of money, a... Massive return for a superhero at the box office over the weekend. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And one big drop-off for Oof, another one, I that guess. That was bad. <laughs> we got that to talk about. Biden's in trouble again, apparently, according to that House Oversight Committee. Hmm. They got something. And they found the world's ugliest dog. I don't think he's so ugly. <laughs> and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Those cracks are already profound. Economically. Militarily. It's standing in the world. All of those things have been dramatically diminished by Putin's aggression against Ukraine. Whatever that guy says, I'm going to believe the opposite. I'm just telling you right now. That's Antony Blinken. Oh, the coup. The coup showed the cracks with Russia. Did it? We were all hoping it showed the cracks, but did it really? Is that what, it, is that what this was or is that what we were told? Here's what I knew that it was, a lot of it was kind of BS was when Zelensky came out and started saying, this shows how weak the Putin is and how weak the country is. And I was like, oh, okay, this is BS. I thought the exact same thing at the exact yeah. same time, Dean. I really it. did. Because <laughs> I don't believe that man is the, the king of the grifters. I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. That was uh, Blinken, Secretary of State on Face the Nation. He and him the too. Cre- <laughs> the, Kremlin went, yeah, the Kremlin went from expecting an easy takeover in Ukraine in 16 months to having to defend Moscow against Wagner Group over the weekend. Or... Let me just offer, and I don't know. I'm just let me just offer an, an opposing thought here. You think maybe this was way too easy, and what better way to unite your country than to say and to show your strength from his evil side to say, see, we put down the rebellion, nothing will stop us. We're more united than ever. Because that seems to me what he was trying to do over there. It definitely could have been from an impartial observer. That's what it looked like to me. It, it, there was something else going on. It was, you know, in the moment you're watching that happen live Friday night into Saturday, and you're thinking, oh, wow, this is extremely fascinating. You know, what's, what's going on here? But then as it all kind of came to an end, that's when you had to start to question, all right, what was the real motive? Was this a money thing? Was this a power thing? Was this just some type of psyop to make it look like, you know, Putin was weak, and but now he's, you know, the strongest one? I don't know. But... Something something else was going on behind the scenes. Something is amiss. Yes, yes. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but all I know is don't believe the first. I was fascinated too. I watching this thing. I was like, wow, is this is this really happening? Everybody's using the word coup. Should we we pay attention to this? Oh, people who claim to know what they're talking. It's over. It's over for Putin. No, oh, what's the new regime going to be like? Okay, yeah. Let's let's just put the brakes on that thing. Let, oh. Let's see. It used to be like the 24 to 48 hour rule. Let, let's give it like a couple of hours before anybody knows. And there were so many reports of people like, oh, Putin's trying to go to his allies and they're all turning him away. And I was like, mm. did you follow the plane tracking people? I saw the plane tracking and I, I wasn't sure what to make of that one either. 
but again, it was just you have to be careful of all this stuff in the moment because there's so much misinformation out there, oh. intentional or, or unintentional. It's just a lot of information that people are trying to be the first to put out because they want the, the clicks and the retweets and all that stuff. And a, a lot of what you see in the moment is just completely erroneous. Ah, you know, it's unfortunately, true. I mean, it's it's the good and the bad of social media. It's immediate. You get immediate thing. I mean, people were on the ground with incredible video. That wasn't fake. That's but, true. But the takes on it, you really got to be careful these days. There's a lot of garbage being spewed out there. In the meantime, very quietly, did you see this over the weekend? Actually happened on Friday. Special Counsel Jack Smith, he wants the start of Trump's document trial in Fort Pierce delayed. Why is that? Until, you ready? Oh. December. Of course he does. So we will have how many debates by then? Two? Because the first one, the first one on the GOP side is in August. At least two. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, there's only... Can, who's gonna pay? Who's gonna say it too? It'll be Pence. It'll be Pence or, or or Chris Christie. Well, there's only one guy on the stage here who's under two indictments. I can't, I can't wait for it. I need it. I need these debates where where Trump is up against Pence or Chris Christie. Oh, it's gonna be great. Oh my gosh. Or you know, he does go head to head with uh, DeSantis at some point. And what's the reason? Uh, and and you know, by the way, I think Trump isn't opposed to a delay either. It gets you know they can have more ducks in a row probably. This is dirty. Security clearances needed to be obtained in high-profile Fort Pierce, Florida, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It's a hotbed there. Uh, I remember 37 <laughs> criminal counts relating to how he handled classified documents. He talked about that a lot over the weekend. He says, I have every right to do that. Nobody else did. So if that's the case, like you said, you know, maybe, maybe the Trump team secretly is like, okay, yeah, you know, this gives us more time to get things together. But you know with this Jack Smith guy— mm. The motives, you would think, at least my theory is, that they want to slow play this as much as possible. Like you said, have more debates take place, get it closer and closer to actual primary season in 24, and just draw this out as much as they possibly yeah. can, as close to, to the election as possible. Well, and then, you know, let's say he's found guilty, take him out of the game, take him off the board late in the game. Right. Rather than earlier, so the Republicans couldn't, you know, gear up DeSantis, whoever would be in, the, in, the, in second place. Yeah. What a game. It sure is. It's just so gross. It sure is. All of it. Anybody go to uh, the movie theater over the weekend? If you did, you most likely went to see Spider-Man jump way back into number one. Oh, the Spider-Verse. Ac- across the Spider-Verse. Nice. Uh, people are raving. Did you hear anything about this soundtrack, apparently? People love the soundtrack. Oh, really? Uh, here's a little piece of that here that apparently is like getting pretty big on Spotify. <laughs> oh. Very dramatic. Here's your new workout music, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the story on this thing, though, is that, you know, the flash that was number one last weekend? It dropped 73%. It fell off the face of the earth. Oh, my gosh. Which tells you not a lot of good reviews as far as real people, and nobody wanted to see it twice. Yeah, that's true. And I think when people, you know, we've talked about this before. It's like over that first weekend, you start to hear kind of word of mouth. Oh, what'd you think? This and that. Oh, you know, it was pretty cool. Some cameos. But it wasn't exciting enough for people to go and see it during that second week, apparently. No. That is a massive drop off. Massive. It was the second week test and it didn't pass the test. And here was a test for the world's ugliest dog contest. Oh, no. They have this once a year in Petaluma, California. And this year's winner, I don't even, I cannot figure out what breed it is. I don't think they even know. It's just a little monster. Oh, is this one of those dogs where he's got like, 
He's bald and have a mohawk with the tongue hanging out. Pretty much. One of those things. But he's so ugly, he's cute. <laughs> this, this was the announcement for Scooter. That does it. Scooter, you're going to New York. <laughs> Whoa, the world's it? ugliest dog is Scooter. Also, the ugliest wow. master of ceremonies, I think. <laughs> it's, it sounded almost sounded like the guy from uh, the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> yeah. I know it wasn't, really but it kind of sounded like him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, congratulations, Scooter. Well, I think so, right? Do you say congratulations? Yeah, he doesn't know. No? All right, he's good. I don't know I don't know whether there's cash on the line for the owners or not, but they're going to New York. I was going to say, he's probably getting treated than the most humans. <laughs> yeah, the red carpet treatment. If nothing else happens during the day, it might be blog worthy, but I'm not sure. It's it's, it's on, still early. It is on the list. It's on. <laughs> it's a qualifier. Anyway. It is. That's right. All right, we got the first uh, rapid fire. Even though Jen's out again today, Dina and I will hold it down. Coming up next after news, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It just went on hour after hour after hour after hour. So we, as the passengers, had no idea if we were getting off. In an hour, 30 minutes, five hours, a day, we had no idea. Man, I hope you weren't caught in that, but a lot of people were. 31,000 passengers were. It was an early morning collision between a vessel and a ferry in uh, Miami Beach. Killed a person, sadly. Injured another. But it also led to this. Port Miami was screwed up for 11 hours on Sunday. Three cruise ships' arrivals and departures were messed up, including Norwegian Escape, uh, Carnival Celebration at MSC Seascape, Scheduled for turnarounds, guests disembarked and new guests were set to board a few hours later. But listen to what happened. Instead of getting in at 7 a.m., they came into the port about 4.30 p.m. Oh. The new passengers departed close to midnight instead of 5 p.m. And like that lady said that our news partner found, there's very little information. And that's what drives people crazy. It was, look, we heard it in the forecast. It was unbelievably hot over the weekend. We know yeah, that. Sure like was. Unusually muggy. Most of these people were waiting to get into Port Miami outside. Yeah, that's golly. Like all is, day. Is there any way you can, you know, go inside somewhere? I mean, I, I've sure never. Sure, somewhere, but man, that that's just rough. Yeah, that's what a terrible situation all the way around. Of course, obviously for you know the family of the person who died, and then just everyone, you know, essentially you you're, you have your day kind of ruined. I know it's. You know, in small scale compared to someone losing their life, but you have thousands of people who are just stranded, waiting to to go. You know, here or there, like you said, people standing outside waiting. It was oof, not a good day. You brought this up before. I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a ferry collision that's caused this kind of chaos before. Right. I don't think I've ever. We've never had a story like that. I that we were aware of. No. I mean, I was trying to think of something where I've heard about that before. I'm sure it's happened, but I, I don't remember hearing about, you know, something like that where the ferry gets hit and somebody somebody dies by the port. That's feel That feels very rare. Sad, rare, and upsetting for a lot of people, yeah, I'm really. sure. But anyway, they, they finally cleared it up by last night. In the meantime, the other big story over the weekend was this. Although it had some applause along the way, didn't appear to be generating the kind of support that he had hoped it would. The coup that wasn't, or the, the almost coup, the kind of coup, the coup-coup, I don't know what it was, but if you believe social media within the first hour of this thing happening, approaching Moscow yesterday, you were you were fully convinced that this is going to be the end of Putin. Mm. Yeah, not so fast. We used to have the 24-hour rule. Give it, give it like a day, and then we'll figure out what's what's the right information. We should at least have like a like a one-hour rule now for social media, please. 
Yeah, because, uh, you know, everything as it happened on Friday night into Saturday morning, part of the afternoon, you know, you get caught up in it. I was. Me I too. Was, you know? Me too. I, I was fascinated. Well, they're all saying coup. I wonder if this is going to take. Right. Yeah, I don't think so. And then, yes, it didn't really, uh, you know, evolve like they were saying it was going to. Uh, so Russian mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin will apparently face charges. That's what Moscow says for leading the armed insurrection over the weekend. Hmm. Well, this is an interesting side angle of this. Now that all the lefties saw what an insurrection looks like, uh, never mind, I'm not going yeah, there. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, Prigozhin led his men, the Warner Group, Wagner Group, excuse me, not the Warner Group, they make records. The <laughs> Wagner Group into Russia but stopped short of reaching Moscow. Quick turnaround that was all, all too quick, did all it, too easy. Did it not feel intentional once yep. it was all said and done? Sure did to me. You know? I don't know. Uh, what better, oh, it's the end of Putin. I, I heard that all weekend, it's the end. It's the end. Tony Blinken says he's showing his cracks. Those cracks are already profound. Economically, militarily, it's standing in the world. All of those things have been dramatically diminished by Putin's aggression against Ukraine. I believe anything that guy's not saying, and I disbelieve everything Blinken is saying, because I think it was just all propaganda. I'd love to see the end of Putin. That'd be amazing. But sure. really, was this it? Or no. is this just one giant uh, you know, psyop that was happening? Because yeah, you started to see, you know, Forces coming together and no one really fighting. They were just kind of marching. It just psyop might be a good word for it. Or I don't know. you know, I don't. I just don't money th- scheme. I think I don't going know. forward, I'm just not going to believe anything that happens from that region. Nothing, yeah. none of it, because it's so much. There's so much disinformation now. I don't believe it. The only thing I believe is what we're sending over there. Did that? Well, yeah, we know we're sending money, tons and tons of money. That's for sure. The, the moment I didn't believe it was when uh, Zelensky came out on social media saying, you know, there's some moments uh, where we, the world sees how weak Putin and Russia really are. And I said, OK, well, this is this is garbage now. I'm with you. Yeah. I, really, I don't believe anything he says either. No, he's none of it. He's not a good person. All right, let's talk about something really good. How about this? Even if you're not a Florida Gators fan, and I know you're not, Diener, you're a Miami fan, sure. but also, even if you're like a Florida State fan, kind of cool to have them in the College World yeah. Series. This has been great so far. I saw uh, half of yesterday's game, and it was a blowout, but I saw all of Saturday's game, and that was awesome. 4-3 win by LSU that time to to tie it up 1-1 yesterday with the Gators blowout. Listen to how many home runs. Swing looks up, and it's 20 for Florida. Six homers in one College World Series game. Wound up being twenty-four to four. It's like a it was like a football score. The Florida Gators football team twenty-four points. Tonight's championship game watch is going to be one nothing. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's going to be a pitcher's duel. <laughs> Everybody's out of steam. Everybody's out of steam. And I'm with you when you when your team is like way up, like save some runs. I'm telling you, no, this is going to be really cool to watch tonight. I mean, you know, winner take all national championship. I, I I'm rooting for the Gators. I want to see a Florida team. Get to the finish line. Yeah, they've all gotten there, but you <laughs> right. got to close the deal. Come on, let's go. It was funny to watch, too. I mean, you know, I, apparently there's five Palm Beach County kids on this Gators team, I guess. Okay, good. That LSU team, if you watched it, though, not for I'm not making fun of anybody because they're great athletes, but boy, they got some chunkers. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes sometimes. Oof. College baseball. There's one kid that tied it up. His name is Tank. Oh, yeah. Or put him ahead before it got tied up. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And you're right. These kids play for the joy of it. You they can do. Tell. For a lot of them, this may be it. This is the peak of their athletic career. Right. There's always that little extra oomph. There's something a little you know, extra special when you watch big-time college sports. It's been really cool. Yeah. I don't know. I can't wait for tonight. 7 o'clock. I think ESPN has it, right? Yep.
check that out. we got some more headlines coming up next. Trump had a big speech over the weekend. That was pretty interesting. Uh, we'll talk about Powerball update because it did roll over again. And I don't, I don't know what else you can say about this New York City Pride event that happened over the weekend, Oof. but it's not helping their cause. Look, I'm just going to say we're not the ones who were saying it. They were. That more That's coming up next. Say. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. The president invited his son Hunter to the state dinner last night. Um, I'm wondering if you could take us into the thinking and decision-making of why uh, the president decided to invite I'm just not going to get into family discussion, personal family discussion. As you know, Hunter is his son. I'm just not going to get into that. I'm just not going to get into that. I'm not answering those questions, but I tell you what, the story is they're asking those questions. Right. Can you imagine them asking that question in the White House press room a year ago? Never would have happened. No. And they're all asking. They, They have turned on him. All of them. Feels that way, doesn't it? Oh, sure does. And did you catch that, too? The State House dinner? The State dinner? And they were. There's Merrick Garland, and, and then you got Hunter, and, and the Bidens hobnobbing. They didn't look like they're worried at all. But they did come out with the news over the weekend that they have hired a legal team. Is that, is that, is that true? Biden family has lawyered up. They ah. huddled at Camp David over the weekend. This is all out there. It's, it's reported by many major news outlets. That, that's different. That's way different. So you've got, uh, you know, the Burisma scandal that the House Oversight Committee is not letting go of, you know, and and now you've got James Comer, head of that Oversight Committee, saying more details coming out. Last three times he said that he's been dead on the money about that. He's been exactly right. More be- more details coming out about it this weekend, allegedly about a burner phone <laughs> that Hunter bought for Joe Biden while he was vice president making the deals for Hunter and Biden f- and others. There's just so much there. You know, you have the IRS uh, whistleblower, and then you have, you know, the screenshot of the text message where Hunter's saying to his Chinese business associate, associate, get this deal done. My father's sitting right next to me. We're not happy about this. That was unbelievable. No one has said, you made a great point about this earlier. You said no one has knocked that text, uh, you know, message at all and has come out to say it was fake, which means it's real. No one has said, oh, that, that message, that, that's no. a fake screenshot. No, no one's disproved it. It's no. everywhere. And you made a great point. I need to find this still. James Rosen, yes. he's a friend of the show. He was at the press room at uh, the Pentagon, and he read the entire text to John Kirby. He did. So now it's on the official record. Right, exactly. In the Pentagon. It's in there. It's undeniable. So obviously it's to the point where they need to have impeachment proceedings for Joe Biden. But the, my thing is... I. I'm a little annoyed at Lauren Boebert 
for filing those impeachment papers based on the border. Apparently, you're not alone. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) and trust me, that's an impeachable offense, the way that it's a dereliction of duty, the way that, you know, Joe Biden has, I guess, handled, even though he hasn't handled the border. But that's not what they should have filed on. You should wait, let James Comer come out with this burner cell phone thing. You have all these things that you can put in together with with articles of impeachment. Use the border. Sure, that's fine. Why not? But then you can also put in the stuff with, you know, the, the, the whistleblower, the burner phone, the business dealings. You put that all together, not just the border, because when you put that all together, what that allows is for impeachment hearings. You know, it's not going to go anywhere. The Senate isn't going to impeach Joe Biden, but it puts everything out in the open. If you have primetime impeachment hearings, you have, you know, congressmen, congresswomen reading these testimonies out loud for people to hear where otherwise they may not be hearing about a lot of these things. They should have waited. Yes. And I guess why, that's why they're upset at Lauren Boebert, the gun-toting mama from Colorado. Oh, yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently called her a B-word on the House floor. Oh, no. That's fun. That's <laughs> interesting. Sounds like a good time. I don't know. Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre, she, again, somebody else asked another question about the Biden scandal. She wasn't having it. Would he have invited someone who had just reached a plea agreement with federal prosecutors? Well, two days a, couple, a couple of things. Again, that's his son. It's a, he's a family member. It is not uncommon for family members to attend uh, events at the White House. You could look at past presidents. I'm sure you have. So that is not uncommon. Uh, as it relates to anything uh, uh, related to uh, to Hunter, I'm just not going to respond to it. From eh, it's a little uncommon with the day before, less than 24 hours before that particular son struck a plea deal with the yeah. DOJ. That's eh, a little different. Yeah, no problem. Eh, that's, that's kind of uncommon. I don't know. They just make me so angry. <laughs> I'd keep an eye on this James Comer guy from the House Oversight Committee, though, because every time, the last three times, he's been right on it. When he says more is coming out this week, he's been dead on. That's true. And keep an eye on this phone thing. It's rare for the Bidens to go to Camp David to lawyer up and figure out their right. plans. And when you lose the press corps, when they're going after them, I think I think they're done. Yeah, th- that's a pretty good uh, indication. And CNN wasn't too nice to Hunter Biden over the weekend either. You know when they weren't talking about the uh, the so-called Russian coup, mm. but it's I, I'm I'm just saying there's there's a lot there, and we'll see what happens with this burner phone. If there's a real burner phone, they have all the records. Make no doubt about it, they have all those records. Uh, this also happened over the weekend, and I'm just going to read you. Um, I'm going to read you the, the the headline as it's reported from from one of the mainstream outlets, so you don't think this is just coming from us because I didn't believe it either. And there's a lot of videos that are doctored out there. Participants in one Pride event are getting backlash for what they were chanting. Videos on Twitter captured some of those marching in New York City's annual drag march chanting, We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. And I said, no. No, they didn't. Yeah, I saw that too, and it was hard to believe. I thought it was fake. So, here it is. Now, let me just add... Let me, ju- let me just ask you, how does this possibly Ugh. help their movement whatsoever? How does this not, I mean, you've had, you've had many people for years saying this isn't just about, you know, equal rights or equality or inclusion or equity, that this is a lot more than that and a lot of it's nefarious. For those people who have been saying that, do they not look more right this morning? Do they look like they were correct when you hear that chanted? And you can't, I don't believe for a second that it's everybody in that movement no, of is, course not. believes the same thing. How do you chant that at, at an event in the biggest city in America and not expect that that's going to that's gonna face some backlash when it's being reported in the mainstream? Here's the thing. They feel so emboldened 
I, I guess. And brazen. I mean, it's a look, it's a different world. You go from South Florida to some of the big cities, Chicago, D.C., New York, L.A., San Francisco. It's a totally different world when it comes to how different you know, communities are portrayed Very right? much. In, in big cities. Totally true. So when you're in a place like New York City, you feel emboldened and brazen and you don't care. You're just going to put it out there. Yeah, you know what? You're right. We are coming for your children. That's what those people in that, in that you know, pride parade were saying yesterday. You don't have to believe us. They said it themselves. If I was, <laughs> Let me just say this. If I was in and a member of the LGBTQ community, plus or however many letters as it yeah, is now, whatever. I would be so livid at that. Because what you just did was change the narrative for a long, long time. That, You're right. that story is everywhere now. You know, it's such well, a shame. Look at how much damage that did. It does so much damage to just, you know, everyday gay, lesbian couples, people who just, you know, live their lives, right? Mind your own business like anybody else. You're doing your thing. Which are most people. Of the vast majority. So why, why does that chant and the people that chanting it get to speak for them? What is that? It's, it's always... And it's kind of like social media. It's always the loud minority. And the extre- you know what? In the extreme minority. Yes. Right. That's not good. That's not good for anybody. I need a distraction story. Here's one for you. You have one? This is Powerball. Huh? Tonight, Powerball is up to, you ready? It's pretty big. 440 million bucks rolled over again. It's no joke. I, I, I might have to go back to Winn-Dixie. I hate to say it. <laughs> Get in line with my debit card and buy those tickets. What a story. I don't want to do it. If you do miss it, uh, Mega Millions is three forty-three for uh, for tomorrow night, though. Okay. So, I don't know. It's nice to dream. Nice yeah. to dream, anyway. I'd like to win 20 bucks. Wouldn't it be nice? It would be. Oh, I'm with you. <laughs> One of the coolest things that happened over the weekend was, believe it or not, out of the celebrity world, but it shouldn't surprise you from Adam Sandler. He uh, gave a shout-out to a kid who was... A very similar name, and it was kind of awesome what he did. I've always liked him. We got that uh, more on the deal at Port Miami. What was the big backup there? Because Sunday was a just a nightmare, I guess, for travelers. We got that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Speaking of the app, Diener, he's got a message from uh, super listener Mike Mayo. Hi, Mike. Hope everything is well. And he says, whoa. I, we had already seen it. We were going to talk about it anyway. But he goes, just saw a video of RFK Jr. doing push-ups. That guy's jacked. Yeah, he is. Never thought I'd see it happen. about that? Boy, this was something over the weekend. Here's this. That's the push-up video, by the way, which was the follow-up. I wish Jen was here to get her take. We'll get her take on this tomorrow or the next day over it but as well. But here's this. Here's the sound of the video before that where he's putting up some weight on a bit. Did that look like Venice, California or something? That's it was one of those was, outside gyms. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Somewhere over there, you know, by like Muscle Beach or something like that. I mean, it looked like. I'm not, I don't know for sure, but that's what it looked like. Here was the bench press, the incline video. Up, 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 up. Yeah. Was that him at the end, though? I think that was him. Or is that a spotter? I think that was him giving a little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Testosterone replacement therapy's working. Yes, sir. Now, this was, I thought this was <laughs> awesome. And what everybody's saying, the reaction is that RFK Jr. is Bobby Kennedy's jacked. He is. He just is. He's 69 years old. He looks fantastic, right? Better shape than me. And what everybody's saying is, Here's the guy they're calling a conspiracy theorist because of what he's thought about vaccines. Right. And they're showing the side-by-side with all of these just nerd, that Dr. Hotez and all these other creepazoids. And that, who's the assistant deputy health thing, that Rachel Levine, Levine? Oh, yeah, they're not in good shape. None of them are. Who would you believe when it, when it comes to health? Him or them? Uh, probably him because he shows proof. And in the way that he lives. These other people, all these health ministries, it's amazing. If you look around the world, you name two of them, 
If you look around the world, they are just in awful, disgusting shape. They look awful. Yeah. They look disgusting and, and just not healthy. That Dr. Hotez, he looks like a blob. Yes. And he's the one saying that that, that RFK Jr. is a is a conspiracy theorist. I mean, sorry, you can be offended all you want. Oh, you're shaming people. No, we're telling you the truth. We're not going to sugarcoat it. Here's the other thing that happened with this, and I made the mistake of going into the first video I saw of the bench press video. I went to the comments to see what people are saying. You wouldn't believe how many soulless ghouls, joyless nerds are out there commenting on it. What? He only put up 115 and struggled at six reps? My wife can do that. <laughs> what What would compel somebody to say something like that? People. Just just a, just a keyboard loser yeah. warrior who probably himself is a fat blob of goo. That's correct. They probably couldn't even bench the bar, which is Seriously. 45 pounds. And That's also, all I could think. And you know what else, too? They probably don't even realize that an uh, incline bench is harder than regular bench because they've never tried it before. So, so you always do less weight on, on an incline bench. So at the, at the push-up video he did, the, the follow-up one, he writes on there, you know, getting ready for my debate with Joe Biden, yeah. which is funny in itself. And then he said, yes, I know it's only 10. I can do more than that. This is my last set. It's amazing. It's just so ironic to me. You have these people who can't do probably more than three push-ups. Always. And they're the ones on Twitter. Oh, look at this guy. He's such a weakling. Always. It's just un- it's just unreal how many people said that. Soulless, joyless ghouls. Right. I mean, how do you look at that guy working out shirtless in incredible shape, and you just you have to be that much of a hater that you have to find some reason to try to to you know denigrate the guy? Good luck. You couldn't do. A quarter of the workout that he's doing. <laughs> Good gosh. I don't know what it is. I don't know what brings it down. Go out open up your bag of flaming hot Cheetos and <laughs> shut your mouth. Jeez. All right. We've got uh, so apparently with the uh, news from the submersible last week, the Titan, the, the Coast Guard is now going to launch an investigation into what happened. This shouldn't take long, but it's government funded, so you know it will. Really? Just investigate the guy. That was putting people's lives at risk on this thing. Here's what the Coast Guard said. That investigation will be led by Chief Investigator Captain Jason Neubauer. Fine. Okay. Okay. How long is it going to last? We don't know. I think we know what happened. The thing was unsafe. It's pretty clear to everyone at this point. Did you happen to see that? More comments from James Cameron over the weekend? Oh. He was always against it. And he said, I knew it was going to happen at some point. With each, I guess this was the 10th dive. With each passing dive, this thing grew weaker and weaker, and it was bound to be a disaster. The thing that I'm still trying to figure out is why did he know on Monday? Because we didn't find out until Thursday that there was an implosion scenario here. Yeah, who told him? Was it his own tech people? Because he's got a giant team of, of experts on this because he actually does real dives. Or did he get word from the from the government? That's right. I mean, I, He waited to say something, though. I was right. I, I mean, know. I guess, you know, it wasn't his place to say it, so he didn't feel like he should. But I would love to know how and why he knew three or four days prior to everybody else. And now you're hearing from all the very rich people who had gotten offers from this guy to go on the yeah. sub. And they turned it down. A lot of them. And that YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Yeah, he's, that's he, right. He showed the text saying, hey, I'd love to have you on. He goes, thank God I didn't. Man. we got a feel-good story out of the celebrity world, believe it or not. There's a teen golfer named Landon Gilmore. Okay. Golfer Gilmore. Oh, of course he's ha- he has to go by Happy, right? I love that. And he he has. He's been called Happy Gilmore his entire life, <laughs> inspired by the Adam Sandler flick of the exact same name. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. <laughs> I need to see that movie again. It was so good. <laughs> it's such, just such a classic. Shooter McGavin. 
Happy, the kid, <laughs> recently announced on Twitter that he has committed to Ball State University to uh, play Division One golf. The Cardinals. Nice. Is that who they are? I think so. Good for him. <laughs> well, Adam caught wind of it, and he gave him a shout-out and said, Go get him, Happy. I'm pulling for you. That's awesome. Isn't that great? Oh, man, I would screenshot that tweet. Forever. Frame it. Yes, yeah, save it in my favorites. Good for that kid. That's really good cool. For, good for Adam Sandler. Yeah. That's great. I've always liked him. He's pretty cool. All right, we got uh, Jen's out today, but we've got uh, Rapid Fire still rolling on strong coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, we're down to team member Jen's out today. She'll be back, uh, if not tomorrow, the next day, but pretty soon. But Diener's over there. I'm Bill. We'll roll on with Rapid Fire. Let you know what's going on. Well, this story, the long, the long answer is... Uh, I should say the short answer. Who do you believe on the Russian coup? Hmm. No one. Russian mercenary leader Yevgeny Prigozhin apparently will face charges now, Diener, for leading an armed insurrection over the weekend. Oh, is that right? I haven't had the word insurrection in a while. Yeah, right. Uh, Led his men, the Wagner Group. We all got sucked into it watching this thing. Sure. Wow, this is pretty interesting. They're all using the coup word. Is this really happening? Is it really going down? Uh, No. Now they're saying... Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken says, well, he lost his nerve and backed down. It shows real cracks in Putin's arm. Does it? How can we actually draw any conclusions from this? How can we possibly, especially after the first videos came out on social media, of the first hour of this thing over the weekend? Oh, it's the end. It's the end of Putin. Is it really, though? And I don't is think it so. just as likely this is one giant publicity misdirection from Putin to actually get, and he has, by the way, actually galvanized support in his own country against an internal threat. So for whatever he was trying to get out of this, it worked. Yeah, it sure seems that way. And, you know, there might have been some money-making opportunities with this as well. And it just doesn't seem like what it was on the surface on Friday night into Saturday. Sure it doesn't. You know, once it was all over, you kind of sat back. I, I know for me, at least, I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, did I just get tricked? Here's my official policy now regarding Russia, Ukraine, that war... I believe nothing. Yeah. I, absolutely nothing. Because I don't you know that old expression, well, in the fog of war. It's because there's propaganda on both sides. And I, and I refuse to buy into it any longer. The only thing I'm paying ten, attention to is the amount of money, the amount of armament, and God forbid personnel we're sending over there. Right. From our side. That's what I care about. And I can say this too, and you make a good point, on both sides. This isn't like, you know, oh, well, I believe everything Ukraine says. They're the good guys. No, I don't believe anything anyone says out of both sides. Me neither. I just none of them. I'm not sure not going to call Putin the good guy because no, he ain't. No, I, I don't think Zelensky is either, to be honest no. with you. So, I don't know. that? What a weird scene, though. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> it was it was pretty incredible to watch. Well, this was actually kind of funny to watch, too. I think this has the potential to go viral, viral. as you could say. You know Jack Black. Love Jack Black. Yeah, he's great. He's been around for a long time, you know, different movies and everything. Tenacious D, even going back to his musical career. I forgot about Tenacious D. Is yeah. he still making that happen, by the way? I don't know. He might do some side projects here and there, but he's a little busy these days. He's got a new hit outside of Tenacious D, Bill. I think we all know. Remember Peaches from the Mario Brothers movie? Peaches, Peaches, Peaches. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a surprise performance last night at the Hollywood Bowl. Mm-hmm. There was some video game show that was going on, you know, different music and things like that. From because Like soundtracks of video games? Yeah, which by the <laughs> way, if, if you haven't heard some soundtracks of video games, they're better than some movies. <laughs> I'm telling you, like Zelda and Final Fantasy 7, forget right. it. It's just incredible music, but anyway, I, I digress. So, 
he was there as a surprise. Listen to this ovation as Jack, the first thing you're gonna hear the piano start to play the tune of Peaches, and then Jack Black comes out and people go crazy. Listen to this. All right, we'll go. let's go live, or almost live, to the Hollywood Bowl. There he is. That's just the piano part, so they heard the song that, that was gonna come up, but now here comes Jack Black. This one goes out to my <laughs> and then he went and he, he sang the whole song. It was it was great. It was an awesome performance. You know what I love about him? People he, loved it. He refuses to take himself seriously. Right. And he'll do things like this. And, and like do it enthusiastically. We yes. need more people like that in Hollywood. I love it. No, he's, he's always been great like that. He came out like this green bejeweled suit and like, you know, <laughs> the red mohawk to look like Bowser from the Mario Brothers movie. It was fantastic. I love Jack Black for that stuff. Well, here's a story that uh, I really wish Jen was here. Maybe when she's back, we'll just re-earth this because she's going to have to get her reaction. And we're also going to ask uh, Jay Ratliff, our yeah. aviation expert, about this at 9 o'clock for a Flight 850. Oh, but you're right, though. i got to hear Jen's reaction on this when she comes back. Now, this doesn't affect passengers, but still, it's a horrifying airline accident. A worker at the San Antonio International Airport sadly passed away after getting sucked into a jet engine. Oh. The National Transportation oh. Safety Board says... Delta Flight 1111 from L.A. was taxiing to the gate when the worker was ingested. That's the word they use. The NTSB used ingested. My good gosh. Airport said it'll share more details when available. Oh, I don't think you need to. I think we knew exactly what happened. So the flight had already landed and it was getting to the taxi area to let people off. I wonder if people, oh my God, I don't know. I mean, people who, hopefully they didn't see it. If you're sitting close enough to the wing, I mean, if you have your and window I, open, it's on possible. That side, yeah. Oh my God, it's um, boy, that's a tough scene, man. What a horrible tragedy. That's, that's just horrifying when you think about it. I mean, we've seen things like that before. There was a very, very speaking of viral, uh, famous video. God, it was a 15 years ago, maybe, of wow, a guy that, that got sucked into one of and made it out the other side. I don't know how. I I don't know. This but, was, but this guy did not, he did not suffer the same fate. Essentially ingested is just another way of saying he got sucked up by the engine. That Which, is just, that's horrific. Good gosh. Thank God we don't hear about that a lot. I don't know how that happens. We're going to ask Jay about that yeah. in about 20 minutes from right now. I wonder how long they had to sit on the plane too. Probably if, at least a few hours, right? Before, that's a good question too. I don't know. I would want to get off right away. I don't know. Because you would think at that point you have the emergency landing gear come out. You probably come down that yellow slide. There's I guess. no way they can keep moving. That's a good question for him. Ugh. Ugh. Terrible story. You but it lighter? is on the Morning Sorry. Show blog if you like to oh, uh, read well. more about it. <laughs> Speaking of viral. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, are going to see that Peaches thing. The Peaches thing isn't on the Morning Show blog, <laughs> but if I if I actually have 30 seconds later on, I might put it on there with Jack Black. Because it is really good, and I, I predict a viral sensation today. And put it right after the guy getting sucked into the engine. And what will you get? A more eclectic <laughs> Morning Show blog than right here at 850. There's balance for you. Woo. So, speaking of uh, trying to get something done, balancing. That's a good segue word there, Bill. Thank you. How would you like to try to run a 100-meter sprint wearing high heels? Nah, no thanks. No, I wouldn't either. But this guy did in Spain. <laughs> he broke the Guinness Book of World Records. And I'm going to connect two running stories here because they're both equally fascinating to me. Does he have any high ankle sprains? Not from this. Can you imagine? I would break my ankles if I had to do that. So, Oh, me too, for sure. In the first step. Are you kidding me? Now, to put it into perspective, in case you're not up to date on, you know, the metric scale and everything like that, 100 meters uh, is 328 feet, which is longer than a football field, okay? 100 yards. So maybe if you go end zone to end zone, 
you're that's talking. A, that's a long way. That's a long way, okay? So put that into perspective. This guy ran that on the street, not on grass, on the street. 12.8 seconds in high heels. What? Broke no the world way. I swear to you. That's unbelievable. The old world record was 14 seconds back in 2009, uh, 2019. I'm not completely sure I could run that in sneakers. Right. That fast. Tw- I mean, that's 12.8 seconds. No, that's really, no, I definitely couldn't run that. Right, just just as a runner, if you're wearing running <laughs> shoes, that's incredibly hard to do. And this man's name was Usain Bolt. Yeah, right. <laughs> so he does that in high heels, the Spanish guy, which his name was uh, Christian Roberto Lopez Rodriguez. Whoa. A lot of names there. Trying to outrun his mama. He's, he's 34 years old. The high heels, by the way, in case you're wondering, were 2.76 uh, inch stiletto heels. Were they bright pink? No, they were black. Okay. Yeah. And then, so if you connect it to this one here, there's another woman, they, an ultra marathon runner. That just sounds tiring when I hear that. that You've term. seen some of those? They're unreal what they go through. She ran, she she broke the record for the woman's course, ran in a record time in Western states, so it's hot. 100 mile race. What are you doing? That cannot be good for you. It can't be, It's incredible what they do, but no way. I mean, it's just unimaginable stamina. But she took more than an hour off of her previous best time. I I don't know know how that's possible. In a 100 mile race. It's it's just, it's superhuman. I don't think she ran that in high heels, though. So I was going to say, well, you know, does it really count now if she wasn't in high heels and stilettos? Come on. Which one's more impressive, honestly, the 100-mile race or this guy running 12 seconds in high heels? I'm still going with the guy in high heels because I just don't understand how that's possible. I think so, too. It just seems, it does. It seems impossible. And didn't didn't break his ankle. No. Unbelievable. Crazy stuff people do. All right, we've got some great news about uh, the College World Series coming up. We may have a, we may finally get a Florida championship tonight. Maybe. We need someone to cross the finish line from Florida. We've been so close. But Come speaking on. of baseball, we'll go with a theme. Is a minor league baseball team going to have to change their name because they're glorifying bacon? No, what? Yep. I was going to guess the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp, but I guess it's not them. Well, maybe they're coming after them next. Oh, boy. That's coming up next. The Travesty. Self-Loader Morning Show. <laughs> Keep it here. Will it be hot today or stifling? Get your WPTV first alert forecast at the top and bottom of the hour and real-time weather at 850WFTL.com. Off clean feel, so I can accessorize with studs and not with mosquitoes. I can wear my classic white crop and flag panel jeans and know that I'm covered with... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, the the Saturday night game, game one was won by LSU. I think it was 4-3. It was like 11 innings. But yeah. they've been great games, though. They have. It's been a really good tournament. Tor- yeah, exactly. You're right. It's been a really good tournament. Exciting. You know, some upsets here and there. And it all comes down to tonight. Deciding game three. I hope people watch this because it's just been awesome. So I definitely the want to. Bats. Can they get rid of the aluminum bats? It might be time to change. It annoys me. <laughs> but I do like the sound that, bing. 
I hate it. Do you, oh, no. Oh, I hate that sound. It's like the sound of college baseball. Oh, I hate it. Bing. Real wooden there bat. There's a safety concern, though, because I'm watching no, this right game, watching that. two of these yeah. games. A couple of these kids are throwing 95 plus. No, you're absolutely right. The ball comes off the bat way faster off yes. an aluminum bat. Some kid's going to get clocked. Uh, God forbid that ever happens. The day, if it does happen one day and the ball comes back at a pitcher oh. and they have a serious injury. That's the end of the uh, old aluminum bats. I, I They should change it, honestly, before something happens, because these kids are much stronger and bigger than they used to be. Oh, that that's true, too. Some yeah. of these kids are huge. I guess, apparently, too, there's another local angle on this. Where did I read? Five Palm Beach County kids on this Gators team? Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who or where, but they're on there. Well, I'm going to say something I don't normally say, maybe ever. Go Gators. Let's go. Let's I, get it done. I just marked the audio. <laughs> We're gonna play that during during our Friday football picks. It's ready to go. Oh, no. I am gonna find that and play it forever. Miami plays Florida this year, actually. In oh, college football. I'll have that ready to go. Oh, go Gators! No, please. Going to the audio tape right now. The big game, Gators, Hurricanes. I'm all pumped up, and there I am. Go Gators! Go Gators! <laughs> Terrible. All right. Oh jeez. Uh, this was just. An, I hope. Nobody listening was caught up in this mess at Port Miami yesterday, but this lady was. It just went on hour after hour after hour after hour. So we, as the passengers, had no idea if we were getting off in an hour, 30 minutes, five hours, a day. We had no idea. 31,000 passengers were held up for hour. It was 11 hours on Sunday trying to disembark and trying to get onto their cruise ships. Three cruise ships were affected. Norwegian Escape, Carnival Celebration, MSC Seascape. Started with a tragedy. It was an early morning collision, apparently, between a vessel and a ferry that killed one person and what somebody else was hurt. But there were uh, thousands of people lined up and like outside. It was hot yesterday. Yeah, they were just lined. I don't know. I don't know who was able to get into the building, but here's what it wound up causing. Instead of arriving at 7 a.m., the ships came into the port about 4:30 p.m. They've got to get everybody oh. off, turn it around, clean it. Yeah, turn around to get everyone on the ships with new passengers. Departed close to midnight instead of around 5 p.m. What is that? That's like? rough. Gosh. And, you know, for the employees, that must be really tough. I know for everybody traveling, you're, you know, your travel plans are completely shot at that point. You have to try to work things out. But, I mean, for the employees, though, I mean, that's got to be not a fun job. That's right? brutal. <laughs> I mean, you, you have to have a quick turnaround like that after, what, hours long delay. And, of course, you feel for the family of the person who died. That is a terrible accident. It's an all-around awful situation, honestly. When you're trying to get on a cruise, would it cross your mind? Would you have any extra questions? I hope they didn't cut any corners. I think, Cleaning yeah. this thing. Right. It's been, a t- it's been a tough season for cruises, by the way. You've got this. You had a couple of other delays. Whatever the heck that that, uh, what Royal, that? that Royal Caribbean ship, you've probably seen the video of that, that just storm it came upon. Yeah. Where the deck chairs were flying up in the air and people were getting thrown off balconies. That was unreal. What was that all about? I that was do not know. Something of like the, the Poseidon adventure. I don't know what that was. And it and you could tell by where people were on in this pool deck that it came upon them out of nowhere. Suddenly, right? Yeah. It, it seemed like a like a microburst in the middle of the ocean somewhere. I don't right. know what that was, but that was insane. I think it was from late last week. It was, yeah. I think it was like Thursday or something. But no, that video has been going around. It was oh. going on over the weekend. Even this morning still I saw it. Going around on like the Today Show and stuff. People were holding on to the glass thing, and they were like, kind of like hunkered down, did not get blown off the deck. Right. It was unreal. Launchers literally flying into the ocean off the ship. Craziness. I don't know what's going on. You're right, though. It has been a tough year. The one that got flooded off of South Carolina. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a tough year for cruises. 
That said, can't wait for the next round. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Get ready. All right, going back to baseball for a second. We talked about the Gators and LSU for the championship game tonight, College World Series. Well, how about this? Trouble. Oh, no. Trouble in Macon, Georgia. There's a collegiate summer baseball team in Macon, Georgia. They call themselves the Macon Bacon. Best name in sports. Have hey, you heard about them before? Find, find me a name that, that beats that. I have heard of the Macon Bacon, actually. Got one thing that's going to beat it. You know what their mascot's name is? What? A seven-foot slice of bacon <laughs> named... Kevin. His name is Kevin. Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Not everybody's happy. Oh, come on. How can he, who can have a problem with such amazing marketing? I'll tell you who. Who? An animal rights group called the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. They this, sound like a blast. Imagine that Christmas party. Say bacon increases cancer risk. They're, oh, they're asking sh- the team to change its name to something that's healthier. Oh, my. Stop. What, the soy boys? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, side note, soy is actually terrible for you, but that's really? neither here nor there. Oh, well, it's awful for you. Uh, they're not going to be successful, <laughs> though. The president of the Macon Bacon said they're very surprised to hear the criticism, uh, which has now also been posted on billboards in the city. Wow. So apparently the Physicians Committee has more money than the Macon Bacon. Said the Macon Bacon did not view ourselves as glorification of an unhealthy lifestyle. We pride ourselves as being a fun-natured organization, bringing families and communities together. That's a very polite PR way of saying... Go blank yourself. Yeah, that's right. And We're I love it. not changing our name. Good. Good for you, Macon. You know what? I want a Macon Bacon shirt now, just so I can support the bacon. They gotta have them, right? I want a shirt with the Kevin Bacon mascot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna in the break here. I'm gonna go on the I'm gonna go on the Macon Bacon Pro Shop and see what we can muster up. <laughs> All right. Hey, coming up next, we've got oh, Flight 850, which is our aviation segment with Jay Ratliff. We have to ask him mm. what the repercussions are, how it could actually happen. With that airport worker in San Antonio getting sucked into the engine, we we got to ask him about this. I'm sure he's heard of stories like that before because he's he's seen it all. I guess Jay Ratliff, but yeah, I'm fascinated to hear his take on how this happens and what happens next. I don't know. All right, that and more coming up next with Flight 850, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. So we've had a lot of bizarre airline stories, obviously, that have happened on tarmacs, in planes, at the airport, people going to the airport. I don't think we've ever, I don't think anyway, I don't think we've ever talked about some poor, unfortunate soul getting sucked into an actual airliner engine while it's taxiing to the gate. But we've had it, Diener. It it did happen. Yeah, that's true. But the NTSB didn't stop there. They had to use the word ingested into the, oh, uh, let's get this guy and find out. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, Jay, first of all, good morning. And secondly, I'm so glad that you are here today to talk about this because somebody has to make sense of this. First of all, I'm glad we don't hear about this a lot. And secondly, I mean, does this change protocol on, on, on airport tarmacs in the future? The protocol's there. Uh, the safety procedures are there. The safety training is there. The the markings on the ground in the engine are there. Everything is in place to remind every single agent how to operate around an aircraft. And, you know, when I was at Northwest Airlines, I would tell my agents at various stations, if I ever saw you running on the ramp, you were in danger of losing your job because sure. I'd hire you on the spot. Right. Because you run faster than you think. And anything... 15 feet in front of a running engine and less is deadly. 
You simply cannot be in that position. So as aircraft are coming in with one or both of the engines running, it's a very coordinated, uh, rehearsed uh, protocol. As the aircraft is coming in, taxis, it's chalked, the engines are shut down, and then once you come to a stop, then you begin the, the operations of the aircraft. Now, unfortunately, you have in agents that are so dedicated that they want to turn that airplane as fast as they can, they rush into things before they should. And, of course, we would have one of these situations maybe maybe every decade, every 15 years. We've had this twice in six months. We have? Really? Yeah, we had a we had a, a woman that was had the exact same situation happen for an American Airlines flight the last week of December. So it, it's happened twice wow. this year, well, within the last six months, and it's just terrific. So what and you're saying so, is all the precautions that can be in place are in place already. I mean, what else are you going to do are, but and, warn people? It, in the National Transportation Safety Board that is investigating the death in, uh, I believe it was Charlotte, as well in December, as well as this one that they've begun the investigation on, they will determine the cause, but they're going to look at the safety training, the last time this agent was uh, in training, the, I mean, everything. They're, they're, they're going to look at everything that they can to try to come up with something that they can identify that will allow us as we move forward to prevent this from ever happening Again, and sadly, even with markings on the tarmac and, and, and decals on the side of the engine and all the reminders that take place, sometimes the pre-flight briefings that occur, because mm, right. there's times when an aircraft comes in in the summer and the uh, ground power unit is not working. They're going to have to do, uh, they're going to have to keep one of the two engines running for a, a, an auxiliary to, to keep the air conditioning on the plane. Mm-hmm. There's a certain set of procedures that take place when you do a one-engine turn or if an engine's going to be on for a longer period of time than normal. And sadly, you have agents with their ear protection on, and they're busy, focused on the task at hand, versus remembering that, you know, in front of this engine is just, it's deadly. And, And sadly, once you're in that position, it's too late, and, and it's just it's over in seconds, and it's just uh, it's just again it's just a horrific situation. And in management, we we're always trying to figure out what can we do to slow people down. Yes, we have an idea of what our goal is to turn an airplane. We have specific procedures in place to reduce anybody getting hurt, any aircraft damage, any of these types of things that occur as people are trying to rush about. But the bottom line is, you can only do so much, right? And you know the the the, the lady in uh, the the mother of three, I believe it was in in uh, Charlotte. Uh, apparently, she had been coached several times on not getting in a certain position with an aircraft, and she continued to do that according to the initial report from the NTSB. So when you see that, you're thinking, okay, why why would this individual be allowed to continue working in this position if they're constantly putting themselves in harm's way? So. You know, there, there, there's so many questions that we have, and there's so few answers. And all we can do is, is hope and pray that we can we can try to find something that will eliminate this from ever happening again because it's it's horrific. I've I never had to deal with that personally, but Thank I've God. had to deal with accident reports yeah. that occurred around the world because every single time this happens, every single airline, the safety department will incorporate what happened into their training as a way to remind the new hires or sure. the people that have been there for 30 years. 
Well, that, well that, that goes to a lot of the speculation, though, Jay, is that a lot there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking about this story, obviously, because it's sure so horrific. So a lot of people are saying or speculating that uh, the two recent incidents speaks to, uh, you know, a lot of new hires and cutbacks in the airline industry. Is there anything to that? Could be. It absolutely could be. One of the things that will be looked at is are, are these new hires mm. and, and how much training did they get? How much on the job training did they get? How much job shadowing took place? I mean, they're going to look at everything to try to determine is there an area that we dropped the ball in that perhaps put this individual in harm's way. Now, this is a Delta Airlines flight, but it was not Delta Airlines employees. It was a contracting company in San Diego, excuse me, San Antonio, that was taking care of the ground operations. Um, And one of the things that they're saying is the the company immediately came out and said this is not an indication of a a, uh, neglected safety procedures. Well, uh, something happened because this individual was in the wrong spot at the wrong time, and apparently the aircraft was still taxing at the point. And uh, it, if somebody's approaching one of the cargo doors or is moving in an area they shouldn't be, uh, you've got a quarterback that's on the nose of that aircraft that is constantly looking at both sides of the wing. They've got we've got uh, it, it, it's choreographed in a very specific way so that you don't have six people notifying the captain of what's going on. You have one point of contact, the person that's in front of the aircraft that lets the pilot know what's going on, that's coordinating it, making sure there's no other aircraft in the way, no ground equipment in the way, no person in the way. And sadly, you know, when, when things happen fast, you simply don't have time to stop them. And if somebody moves in front of one of these engines that's running, and again, 15 feet is kind of that cone of safety there, uh, it's an issue. Now, when the 757s came out in the 1990s, one of the, the problems that we had was those airplane engines were so quiet that you didn't know they were on. Oh, I'm sure. And, and, and people was, had to adjust was, to that, right. We had, we had to put cones and different types of things in positions. Yeah. And, and, I mean, we were, we were just hammering agents on a daily basis. These aircraft engines, you will not hear, like you hear the 737, 757, I mean, all these other different types of aircraft that are coming in. And this one, I believe, was an Airbus A319 that this accident took place on. But, again, I, I just pray we can come up with some sort of uh, maybe a different approach to our training that would allow us to go from there. And if this is a new hire, then the NTSB will make their recommendations to the Federal Aviation Administration. And that's all they can do is recommend. And then it's up to the FAA we, uh, what they do, what, what they impose, what they require, what they recommend. Uh, to the airline industry to try to prevent this from happening because two times in six months is unforgivable we have got to be doing a better job than what we're doing right now here's the part of the story that no one's telling us because this thing was apparently taxiing back to the gate it had already landed what uh, the, the initial the initial reports are it was pulling into the gate okay and what happens to time- what happens to the passengers when that happens like is there a chance uh, that anybody saw this I hope not. I, I pray to God I hope not, because um, you'll, you, you, you'll never forget it. Um, it. They would know something happened. Um, there would be alarms in the cockpit, and they would shut the engine down. And um, uh, that would be pretty much it. Now, the flight attendants would tell everybody to, to lower their, their the starboard, uh, you know, the, the right side of the uh, engine's uh, uh, window shade. That was our next question and, for and, you, right? And, and most people will do it, right? Because the last thing that you want to do for the sake of the family is have some stupid, idiotic, asinine person yep. taking pictures, right? Video, anything like that 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 the family would have to deal with later on. And, and so, thank God there have not been those out this morning. So I think everybody 
listen to the flight attendant's instructions to do that, so that's good. Yeah, and that may have been the case. And a lot of times they're lowered anyways when you're taxiing into a hot environment because we want to try to keep the air conditioning so that it's as cool as possible in uh-huh. an aircraft. So we, we lower the shades on a, on a normal basis, so most of them are probably already down. Some people like me like to have them up when I'm flying with my wife, she likes to have it down. It drives me crazy because I'm always wanting to see what's going on. In the, <laughs> I am, too. in the window seat, and I'm in the aisle. It's like, oh, i got to look out somebody else's window to see what's going on. But it's, um, you know, every time we have an accident or near accident, the challenge is let's learn from it so that we can try to prevent it from happening again if, we, if, we, if it's even possible to do so. And uh, knowing what goes into protecting agents around the world on the tarmac, it breaks my heart when there's a breakdown in communication procedures or training where somebody gets hurt or somebody gets killed. Uh, because to me, it's it's just it's unforgivable because we have so many things in place where you have to have so many things go wrong for somebody to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, it's not only indicative of perhaps the agent, but other people around them that allowed that to happen. Now, you can't control the actions of every person, so I'm not putting the blame on any of the people that these individuals might be working with. But you just, and again, like, like you and I, sometimes we go to work where we have things on our mind. Things are bothering us. We're having a bad day. We just received horrible news. We're kind of in a daze. I mean, we're just not ourselves, and we're not at the top of our game. And when you have that situation, when you're around something as dangerous as, as an aircraft engine, um, that's when it really becomes a problem, because then you have a situation where so many things are happening that, uh, you know, people just aren't as attentive as they need to be. And if there's one place that cannot be the case is a tarmac when you've got one of these engines that are running that are just so extremely dangerous. Well, let's put things in perspective. Probably next week we'll go back to the good old days of just talking to fights on airlines and nobody getting sucked into yeah. an engine. Good Lord. Believe me, I am looking forward to that, my friend, big time, because... Uh, when this happened Friday night, oh, the, the entire rough. weekend was just, you know. I can it, imagine. It, it, it was rough. And, again, let, let's learn something so we can honor the lives yep. of the two that were lost. There you go. By, by trying to protect people in the future. No doubt about that, sir. So we will talk to you in a week, in fact. But in the meantime, all your Flight 850 information with Jay Ratliff hook up there on 850WFTL.com. And uh, in the real world, you're making some money with daytradefund.com. So hopefully all's going well with that. make uh, about $5,000 this morning. So that's before the opening bell. So oh, it's, that, been a, it's been that, a good active Monday. And some of them have already said, Jay, I'm, I'm calling it a day. See you, see you tomorrow. Oh, that's fun because Diener and I have just started and we just lost five grand. So, you know, uh, it's a different world. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. My we'll, apologies. I'll shut up. We'll, t- we'll talk to you in a week, pal. All right, brother. See you later. Well, different kind of travel nightmare. Not as bad, obviously, but how'd you like to wait in line 11 hours at Port Miami trying to get into your boat? That does not sound like a good day. It was not fun whatsoever. But we got some good news, too, in the world of entertainment. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. As the passengers had no idea if we were getting off in an hour, 30 minutes, five hours, a day. We had no idea. That sounds just like a nightmare. How'd you like to be stuck at Port Miami for 11 hours trying to get on a boat? Stuck outside. Most of them, thousands of people stuck outside just in the heat, in the sun. Oh, gosh. They couldn't fit anybody else in the building. Uh, Just a terrible day altogether. It's back normal. Uh, This morning, Port Miami has reopened. 
after uh, it was a deadly collision, sadly enough, yesterday when things went down. I guess it was a ferry that had an accident early in the morning. That delayed everything. 31,000 passengers were affected overall. 31,000. That's a huge number. Thirty-three uh, three cruise ships affected. Norwegian Escape, Carnival Celebration, MSC Seascape, scheduled for Sunday turnarounds. Now, think about it. If you've never been on a cruise, you probably have never experienced this, but a giant ship full of, like, 5,000-plus passengers, sometimes more, rolls into port. They have to get those people out, turn around the ship, clean it, restock everything, get it in, while you're getting new people on board the ship. And that's what the, that's what the confusion was. 31,000 passengers. You know, you, you hear about that stuff with, you know, airlines. Maybe it's a bad storm. Maybe it's a, you know, power outage, a blizzard, something that affects, you know, you start to hear, oh, 100,000 travelers affected because of, a, you know, the blizzard here leading up to Christmas. And yeah. So you hear about that stuff, and that's a nightmare in itself. But when you hear about 31,000 people on a, you know, the cruise industry, you don't normally hear about big delays like that. But this was because someone... Someone died, sadly, right on a ferry. Yeah, I'd never really heard of a collision between a ferry and a vessel, but it happened. Sadly, killed one person, somebody else seriously injured, but closed Port Miami for 11 hours on oh, Sunday. Oh, gosh. The, instead of arriving at 7, the ships coming into the port got there about 4.30. Not as bad for them because they could stay on the boat, I guess, but the ships with new passengers departed close to midnight instead of 5 p.m. Oof. But like that lady said, our news partner tracked down a West Palm Beach resident. She said, but sounds like she was... She was getting off a boat, but no one was telling them anything. And that would that would affect, and that's that's probably the most frustrating part is when no one tells you something. I hate that. It's like just tell us what's going on, right? But that would also affect, you know, shipping as well, wouldn't it? I mean, if you're talking about oh, the whole port, absolutely. You know, these barges coming in with all the shipping containers. What sure. a mess. Here's some better news. Rolled over again. This is Powerball. 440 million bucks for tonight. Powerball rolls up, but if you missed this one, you got Mega Millions 343 million for tomorrow night. That's not bad either. We got to hope Mega Millions rolls over again, though. Like, actively root for it so we can get that Powerball guy again. I mean, the Mega Millions guy. Yes, that's right. Mega Millions. (laughs) Mega Man. Let's get back to double billion jackpots. Absolutely. I'm in. Speaking of money, uh, it was a big return at the box office for the Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse movie. Came back to number one, which is, I guess, not that surprising. But I guess the story of the weekend was that Flash movie, which do, I think it was number one last weekend. One or two, but it did pretty well. It dropped 73% in ticket sales. Yeah. That means that means yeah. no one is going to see it again. And the word of mouth advertising for this thing just is not happening. Like it's, they don't like it. That stinks because I, I, I've heard people you know who've gone to see it. They they liked it. They thought it was cool. They, you know, like different cameos and stuff in there. And I do want to see it. It just DC has not done a good job, and it's a shame. Here's another one, right? You know, you're talking about all the movies that they've come out with or tried to come out with. The only ones that have been really good were the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, and that was. That wasn't really like a DC run thing. It's a DC property with Batman, but that was, you know, all Christopher Nolan essentially. Doesn't it seem like too it's like all those DC uh, you know brands are all discombobulated. At yeah. least with the Marvel stuff, they try to seam it in and it makes right. sense and it's in the part of that universe. But DC stuff just all over the place. Marvel did an incredible job or is still doing, you know, a good job for the most part of tying together 20 years worth of storytelling. Right. It all intertwines. You can go back and watch the first Iron Man movie with, you know, Robert Downey Jr. and something intertwined 15 years later yeah. with, you know, Infinity Wars. DC, it's, it's, 
it's upheaval. You got one guy playing Superman, then you don't, then you have three guys playing Batman. It's mass know, hysteria. You know what's going on. No one knows what's happening. <laughs> mess. This is technically entertainment, too, but we, we have found once again, I forgot that's always this weekend, the world's ugliest dog, 2023, was crowned. Oh, it's back? His name is Scooter. This is how it all went down. That does it! Scooter, you're going to New York! Oh, my God! Uh, world's ugliest dog is Scooter. We figured it was blog-worthy. Once oh, again, yeah. one of those Chinese-crested dogs, you know, the bald ones with the tongues and this horrifying... But yeah. Scooter is seven years old, and here's a little different. Is bald, and check this out. It's on the Morning Show blog. Has backward-facing hind legs. It does not look... Good. Like I, I've only seen it in, in in video from this event, and also was on. They took it to the Today Show this morning too, with somebody holding it. Can this thing walk? I, I feel bad for the thing. I mean, that's a you know debilitating thing. This poor little dog has. He's like, hey, he's so ugly. It's like, gosh, he's got a handicap, guys. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I know it's. Le- I don't know. <laughs> I feel bad for the How poor little thing. How do you make it seven years in life without being able to walk back? You know, normally. He's. I saw him kind of hopping on his front. Hind legs. I think they call him Scooter because he just kind of scoots along. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. How is any of this, oh, and it's gosh. turned into this big thing in Petaluma, California. This is where they always have it. At the Sonoma Marin Fair, by the way. Oh, of course. This is where they always announce the world's ugliest dog. Uh, how is it something other than a Chinese crested ever going to win this thing? I don't know how you do it. I mean, it's it's naturally just an ugly dog. They just should just call it the ugliest Chinese crested contest, and or have a different category because it's always going to win. There's nothing uglier than no, that. No, it's not fair. It's like it's the Michael Jordan of ugly dogs. You're not going to beat it. <laughs> I, ju- I just checked out the morning show blog, by the way, again. Yes. And I look at this, and it's like usually we say like Jen, if Jen was here today, she'd say, "Oh, it's so ugly. It's cute." You're right. Not this one. He's, there's not a lot of redeeming no, qualities no, there, there's unfortunately. No, there's, no there's nothing cute about this thing, it and has I'm sorry. Frog legs. It's very sad. It's It's a very sad state of affairs. Gosh. Well, well, you can see it there. And one more thing before we head into rapid fire. Yes. Let's play Guess the Sound. You ready? Sure. What is this sound? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hear that at the end? (laughs) Sounds like Macho Man in a 1980s promo. (laughs) Slim Jim commercial. It's the sound of Bobby Kennedy, (laughs) RFK Jr., Pumping iron. He's jacked, man. He is jacked. You know what? I want to give him credit for it. I cannot believe all the soulless ghouls on social media going, oh, what? He only made it uh, six reps of 115? Oh, there's not even a full plate on there. <laughs> Meanwhile, those same people who are saying that cannot do a push-up. A push-up. Soulless blobs of goo. That's right. Would criticize the guy. He's 69 years old. I give him credit. Doesn't, make, doesn't mean I'm going to vote for it, but the guy is jacked. Give him credit. Sure. The guy, he looks great. Man, better than I do. I know, me too, actually. <laughs> and then he did. Then he had a follow-up video of, and by these, he always says, "Prepping for my debate with Joe Biden." I love that, which is great because it's a you know shot. It's just a shot at the Biden camp who yeah. won't debate the guy. He did another one of ten push-ups, and he goes, "Yes, I know, I can do more than ten. This is my last set." Because <laughs> of all the doofuses who are criticizing him. It's amazing that people who, like you said, they'll just sit there while they're eating their flaming hot Cheetos and be like, I could do more than that. What? Only 115? <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right, we got rapid fire once again. <laughs> Jen's out today, but we carry on with rapid fire coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. 
Only two-thirds of us here today. Jen's out today, but Diener's over there. I'm Bill. We will, we will carry on. Our hearts will go on with rapid fire. And speaking of that, <laughs> by the way, that, of course, is the theme to Titanic, right? Sure. Celine Dion. Very oddly. And I don't think there's anything nefarious behind this. I think it's just when th- something is top of mind in the news, people tend to gravitate towards it. Well, after the Ocean Gate disaster with the submersible last week, started reminding people of the Titanic. Right. We started to remind people of that Celine Dion song. It has a massive bump in downloads on Spotify. That's amazing, actually, when you think about it. I think that's just, I think that's just human nature. I it think, is, I think right? that's just like something that's top of mind. Because that was the story for a whole week last week. I mean, yeah. come on, five straight days. I mean, it's just because it had to do with the Titanic. I mean, just you had the irony yeah. of that entire thing. So people started thinking about it. Oh, I remember that song. I think so. Now, the, 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 the psychology behind it is pretty fascinating. As you pointed out before, something a little more nefarious and just trying to capitalize on something yeah. is what Netflix is doing, which they are releasing again, Titanic. Yeah. As a result of this whole thing. They that, saw, that's, that's a little gross. That's that's a little much, right? I mean, uh, they saw the downloads on Spotify uh, for My Heart Will Go On, and they thought, mm, maybe we can make money off of this. It wasn't like Celine Dion posted, ooh, download my song, now would be a good time. No. It was just a natural thing. People started downloading it. and But Netflix it, it feels kind of creepy, doesn't it? That's a little gross. I yeah. mean, not even Fox showed Titanic over the weekend. Right. Come on. <laughs> the networks thought better of that. I know. Right. They, 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 it was probably the opposite, honestly. They were probably like, let's hold off on Titanic for a couple yeah, weeks. I would think so. It's all kinds of people coming out of the woodwork now, though. Everybody that has money says they were they were kind of like propositioned by this uh, Ocean Gate guy to go on the sub. All kinds of people saying they turned him down. Yeah, that's right. I know that guy, uh, Mr. Beast. Mr. I saw Beast. his post over the weekend, you know, famous YouTube star. Yep. He showed a screenshot of the text message saying, hey, come on, we're going in like a month. Come with us. Yeah. And it says, thank God it didn't go on. It might have been this one. Wow. Unbelievable. So, <laughs> Bud Light, man, they just... I uh, remember that. Yeah, I remember that. They were oh, a thing. Yeah. They just don't care, I guess, about how much money they make anymore because we obviously all know the story, the backlash, everything that's happened over the past couple months. I don't have to go into that. But over the weekend, there's a lot of pride parades over the weekend. Oh, you know, yeah. June is coming to an, an end. So with, this, this was the weekend for parades in big cities. Right, exactly. Yeah. So this, like you said, this was kind of the weekends where all the big cities were having their parades as June comes to a close. Bud Light was the sponsor for the Toronto Pride Parade. The main sponsor. The main sponsor. Really? Toronto Pride Parade sponsored by Bud Light. And there was on there was on their floats. It was a Bud Light truck. Like a Dodge Ram truck with Bud Light insignia on it, and then a big float it was pulling that said Bud Light Pride Official Sponsor 2023, and everyone in the parade was wearing a Bud Light shirt. <laughs> it, it, it's not going to help the brand and what they're going through right now. Oh my gosh. Now, I'm sure this was something that was arranged probably a year ago. Probably. I'm sure papers yes. were signed, yes. t-shirts were printed, but still, you're right. It goes without saying. Th- th- That'll go. You want to talk viral? That's everywhere now. It's not going to help their cause with you know winning back our core audience. No. Hey, by the way, we we did not discuss this on Friday when they released it. It's unbelievable. You have to see the new Bud Light commercial they produced. Oh, really? You have to see this. Oh wow. Okay, gotta check this out. It's I I thought it was a parody. I no. thought it was one of these parodies people were putting together with fake commercials. Are they just trying too hard? 
trying too hard. Oh no. If if this is what they think the core audience is, it's a bunch of just middle-aged dopes doing stupid things hurting themselves. Oh no. And it's like I I don't even know how to describe this is the dumbest advertising campaign I've ever seen in my life. And they once again, just like with the Clydesdale issue, Anheuser-Busch had to turn off the comments on YouTube. They were getting blasted oh, so badly. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, who is running that company? I don't know. And jeez, uh, man. It's incredible. <laughs> and any other time, you wouldn't even bat in an eye with Bud Light, you know, being the sponsor of a Pride Freight. So what? Who cares, right? Not no at all. big deal. I mean, just good advertising. Yeah. But now this, they're, they're not going to, Jen's right, they're not going to win back whatever they used to have. They're just not. No. They're not helping themselves at all. That's incredible. That hole gets deeper and deeper. Wow. Jeez. Well, this is some new information that kind of confirms what we've been saying for a long time, but it's still shocking. Think of how many people are in the state of California. It's it's just the most Millions. populous state yeah. in, the, in, the, in the country. Losing more of its luster with a new poll just, just from Californians showing 4 in 10. 40% of Californians are outwardly saying they want to leave the state. Wow. Follow-up question Ooh. is, where are you going? Number one destination, once again, Texas. That, there you go. 40% yeah. of the state of California wants to get out of that state. That's, That's unbelievable population wow. shift. And, I mean, that it all stemmed from COVID. Yep. I mean, honestly, think back to 2019. Yep. You know, you always have people moving around, shifting around, things change, whatever. But not like it has been since, you know, 2020. That's for sure. And then everything changed from there. You know, rules, laws when it comes to crime. Everything. It, it exposed so much. I wish they were doing the census, like, later. Not the one. Because it takes a few years to, you know, calculate the census, right? I wish they would do one in, like, a year from right now and compare it to 2010 or whenever, whenever the last one was. Because it is a massive population shift in this country. I mean, massive. It just opened, I think people's eyes to a lot of what's going on look at school districts yeah look at that i, I cannot wait right. until september school enrollment numbers come out and they finally realize how many kids are homeschooled now i can't wait it's another big change we're gonna do it again it's gonna be amazing to see it just i think it just i think everything came to a head yes during and after covid you're exactly right that's that was yep. it's a massive change that was the moment yep Forty percent! Oh my gosh! That's a that, that millions and millions of people. Yeah, you're right. Now you know whether or not they move is a different question, but still. Right, they want to. Right, that says enough when it comes to voting. Mm-hmm. You would think. So you know, Jen's been out since Friday, Bill. Mm-hmm. Right, she's gonna come back in a couple of days. She took a little time off, and you know, she's usually pretty secretive, right? She doesn't want to tell us everything that's going on. But now I think I know why she's been out. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not going to be happy because she's going to come back here disappointed. Remember we had the story about the the opening for Dog Nanny in England? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were going to pay you over 100 grand. Right. But you got to walk the foo-foo dogs once a day. That's right. Well, I think Jen's trip to uh, to Great Britain has been fruitless. Because now (laughs) (laughs) the British Recruitment Agency said it had to pull the listing for a dog nanny. To make $127,000 a year because there were too many applicants. Oh, everybody wanted that. Uh Uh-huh. So this is the update from that story last week. The International Recruitment Agency, they're in London. They originally posted everything online. You know, dog nanny, live with the family, live with the dogs. Sure. Take care of everything. They said they would be responsible for feeding, exercising, all that good stuff. You know, we talked about it. It would require the nanny to accompany the dogs during their domestic and international travels as well. To make sure they're comfortable and safe. 
But then, once the application started rolling in, it spiked from about 300 to more than 2,000 in just a few days that's, once the story got out. That's after we talked about that's it. That's what it was. Everybody from here trying to get an easy job. That's right. It went viral. They heard it on the South Florida Morning Show. <laughs> Jen applied after the show. That's right. <laughs> and now they've had to take it down. It was on multiple TikTok videos, of course, as well. And those some of those videos went to over a million views. Is that right? Yeah. So now I wonder, you know, this this family still needs a dog, Danny. They're going to have to hire somebody. That poor dad's like, we got to interview every one of them, right? <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of people. Just Gosh. go with Ross. Just, <laughs> just go with her. Just do it. Just do it. She's here. We have uh, coming up next a stupid criminal that the whole world is trying to find. Some dope they think is American, unfortunately, carved his girlfriend's name into the Roman Coliseum. Did you you know, see him? That's uh, no, I haven't actually, but he doesn't sound smart. Is he from Florida? I, I wouldn't doubt it. All right. He said, "You know what he is? We have our first world dope because yeah. we don't know where he's from. Global dope. Global dope." <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about him coming next, and I think this is one of the greatest marketing campaigns of all time. What? Here's your clue. What is this sound? Oh, the ice cream man. This makes you want to go run down the street right now, right? I want my Choco Taco. One company has an awesome promotion with the ice cream trucks. Okay. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, let's look on the intelligent talk for a moment. Oh, I'm sorry. That happens after 10. We're just <laughs> kidding. But we cover a lot of ground. Including on the morning show blog, 850wftl.com. It's also on the 850 mobile app. I know that dog on there, his, his name is Scooter. Yeah. He's a Chinese crested, of course, because I think that's the only dog that wins this contest these days. He's seven years old. Here's the crazy thing he's got backwards hind legs. It's, I mean, it's imagine, very sad. It's like a frog. It is sad. It's terrible for him, but he seems okay. I mean, he's just living his ugly dog life. I. I guess. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, you know, we use, if Jen was here, she'd go, oh, he's so cute. Oh. No, he's not. <laughs> well, what's wrong with you guys? He's cute. We can be honest with this dog. Scooter, I'm glad yeah. he won. I'm glad his family won. He is not a cute dog. No. That's just not happening. Sorry, Scooter. Also on there is the crazy story. At 9 o'clock, we were talking to Jay Ratliff about our aviation expert. Uh, tragedy at the San Antonio airport. A Delta employee on the ground, working the ground, working the tarmac, got sucked up into the engine. I, I mean, I've been trying to process this story all morning. I, I don't know if you can. It's just Honestly, horrific. I, I still it's can't. It's really bad. You know, normally as the morning goes on, I'm able to process stuff a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to kind of, you know, get used to that idea now. I can't. I cannot process that story. Nope. Can't do it. But, but, but it's on there to get some details. Yeah. Just hope the passengers didn't see it. All right, we got this going on, too. And I hope by the time we open up and crack open the microphones for tomorrow, we have found this dope. He's not a floor dope. We don't even know if he's American. He's a Globodope. He's a Globodope. First one ever. We've got our first Globodope. I think Interpol should get connected with this one because they got to find this jerk. I hope he's not American. I really Oh, do. man. This footage. How do they? Okay. Here they have footage mm -hmm. of the guy. Pretty good, clear footage, too, and they have not found him. That's I, I'm shocked by that, too, actually. He looks to be in his 20s. And he's carving his girlfriend's name into the wall of the Colosseum in Rome. That's not a smart thing to do. Walks up like like right up to the brick. I mean, and he's like carving his name. Uh, <clears throat> the Colosseum, <laughs> which was built two thousand years ago. All right, I was gonna, I mean, this is an ancient structure. Like this it's like it's a tree in his backyard. Right. The person Ugh. filming him confronts him actually and calls him a you know, Couple you know names. what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vandal smiles and goes back to carving his name. No. And his girlfriend, Haley. Oh. <laughs> it had to be a Haley, of How course. How nice. 
Uh, she's there with him. She doesn't have much reaction. The guy who filmed it said he reported it to staff. They called the Italian police, the Roman police, but he did note that they didn't seem overly upset about it for some reason. Really? Maybe the world is, and they're not, I don't know, but there there aren't a lot of other carved names or graffiti on the road. I was going to say, is this a thing? Are people carving their names inside the Colosseum? For example, if you did this to the Alamo, they would kill you. That's correct. Text, they would just shoot you yeah, on, on the spot. Yeah. It would just be some guy walking by and like, oh, he's carving his name. I'm going to kill him. And then you'd be dead. <laughs> and the Texas authorities would be like, all right. <laughs> Moving on. There's no word who the guy is. Some people are speculating he's American, of course, because it seems like an American thing to do, I guess they're saying. But no proof. People have been arrested in the past for defacing historic artifacts in Rome, including the Colosseum. See, it does. See, this is why you have you know, people in different countries, European countries, say, you know, stupid Americans. If this guy's American, this is this is why they, they think of this like that. They think of us as, you know, 20-year-old punks. It is true. Who have no respect for, for history. Right. You're exactly right. Come I just on, I man. hate this. Why do people God, that's just <laughs> such a dopey thing to do. No respect. All right. We've got uh, we've got an amazing marketing promotion. I love when companies do this. I love it. Let's play like we did going into this teasing this segment, Dean. What is this sound? Everybody knows this sound. There it is. Now, when I would hear this as a kid, I would immediately run into the house. If there was no way home, I would lift up couches, <laughs> the cushions to look for spare change before you miss them. Any dollars I had, I would yeah. break open people's kit piggy banks that weren't even mine. <laughs> and I would chase the ice cream man down the road Every with time. all the other kids in the neighborhood. Yep. Because it's just an American thing to do. It was the thing, sure. Jiffy Lube is capitalizing on this. You're Jiffy thinking, Lube. why? How? Jiffy Lube and Good Humor, they're actually the company, they're like the vendor that okay. these independent ice cream trucks will work with. They're partnering up to give ice cream trucks free maintenance throughout the summer. Now, let me ask you this. I love that, first of all. Yeah. It is a great campaign. But where are there still ice cream trucks? <laughs> I haven't I seen or heard I, I, an ice cream truck in probably 20 years. I, I think I've seen one two houses ago down here. And really? And that was probably a fluke. I probably just bought it on an auction. <laughs> you have any ice cream? No, stop asking. <laughs> they say that the old trucks are uh, are you know getting older, and their rising costs are making it harder for these trucks to stay on the streets and sure. serving ice cream. Here's a com- they actually have a commercial out explaining it. I think this is brilliant on Jiffy Loops part. I really do. I think it's awesome. Can you hear that? That's the iconic sound of your local ice cream truck making its way up the block. Unfortunately, the road is getting rocky for ice cream truck owners. Because of the trucks being a little bit older, the maintenance is a big issue as well. Jiffy Lube is helping with maintenance costs for ice cream trucks across the country. I think it's brilliant. That's cool. I like that. I think it's just good PR. It's a good all-American thing to do. I like it. You know what they got to do next summer? I always worry about these folks. People who have food trucks. Yeah. Great business. I think it's fantastic. But it what is. if it breaks down? Your whole restaurant is is on the shelf. And they make people who have really good food trucks make a really good amount of money with those yeah, things. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Absolutely they do. All right, speaking of money, we gotta get this lady some money. Is that Vanna White? Vanna White, baby. Talk about tunes that you know right off the bat. I know. Ice cream <laughs> truck and, and Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Vanna wants a raise. To oh. stick with Wheel of Fortune. She's she's pulling a strong arm because Pat Sajak is leaving? I love it. Use use your leverage when you can use it, baby. Wow. So throughout this story, we got the greatest piece of information, one of the closest, close guarded secrets of all of Hollywood. How much does Vanna White make? We've all wondered. 
Wondered it for years. Because she came out with this, she had to reveal it. She currently makes $3 million a year turning does, letters. Does she really? $3 million a year. Outstanding. Okay, fair enough. Pat makes five times that. Well. She, want, she wants a big raise. Um, I'll be honest. I, it's going to sound crazy. I thought she made more. Did you? Really? Yeah. That's, that's a sweet gig, though. It is. Oh. <laughs> it sure is. Many fans of the show arguing she's just as important, and she says, "I am the familiar face over decades of this show. When Pat leaves, I'm the I'm the one that's gonna like hold this thing together." You know what? She's not wrong. I know. She's a personality, part of the show's look, and let's be uh, honest. Her enthusiasm and silly button segments with Sajak in the end make the show fan favorite. Says a uh, TV writer. Uh, I. I think they should do it. If she's going to stick around, I was wondering if she was going to retire. Since he is, they can leave together. But if she's going to stick around, yeah, give her more money. Why not? Face of the show. Pat doesn't have to walk back to the thing and turn the letter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I say pay Vanna. Yes, double or pay. But Vanna, if it doesn't work out, we've got a weekend opening here at 850 in South Florida for you. <laughs> Lord knows we need it. It's the Vanna White Show. Here we go. That's it. Imagine the promos. Vanna White does politics. All right. We're we're out of material. <laughs> yes. We just are. We'll see you uh, bright and early tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. In the meantime, check out the morning show blog, 850WFTL.com and on the app.